It's time. John Gruden's our guest, head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. JT the Brick, great talking to you. Hope you're well, man. It's time. Well, you know how we want to play, JT. You know me probably better than anybody out there. It's time for the JT the Brick Show. We're going to play old school football. JT the Brick on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Can't wait to play in that stadium and get this party started. You got no idea. Here's your host, JT the Brick. JT, as we're back, courtesy of our friends at Salmon Ash, SalmonAshLaw.com, 702-820-1234. Brilliant people, great friends of the show, fantastic attorneys. No doubt that you've heard them on all of our sister stations, especially on Raider Nation Radio. We trust them. Go to SalmonAshLaw.com or just give them a call. They pick up and they will help you, 702-820-1234. It's been a year. And I've been talking about it on social media. I did a podcast with Looney this morning. We got up. This is an important day for me, for you, and everybody in sports. We're tied through sports radio, Raider Nation radio here. But I've been on other stations. And when you think about what we all talked about for one year, it was COVID. It was COVID in sports and sports being postponed or canceled or paused is a big word. You've heard all the coaches we've had on this week. Because of coaches versus cancer, I ask them all the same question about what was it like when you had a pause or the game was canceled. Everybody went through this. You might have went through it with your job, something big in your life, your family, whatever it was. This was a unique year, and I want to thank everybody. And it doesn't come across that way on social media or a Facebook post, which I put out today. But when I can talk to you directly and you're listening live, I have that opportunity, and I always want to thank you for everything you've done. For me, on the radio, just to be there listening, if it's 10 minutes, if it's the whole show, however long your listening habits are, thank you. This was a challenging year for sports. We understand what you've been through. You get an idea. We talk to you every day about what we go through. And I'm encouraged about what's ahead. I really am because going back and looking at this exact date a year ago and think about what's happened with sports – Bubbles, World Series, Masters moving, college athletics, amateur athletics, not being able to see your kids play, Little League canceled, whatever sport, high school football in a town like Vegas, being put on a pause that felt like a cancellation, awful. And we got through it. And to me, it's a milestone. It's not an anniversary. I don't like to use that word anniversary unless it's a celebration, right? You're celebrating your wedding anniversary, an anniversary with your family, But it was a year ago today, and a year ago today I drove to T-Mobile. I've told this story, and when I found out live that the Pac-12 tournament was canceled, just for media only after they canceled the fans the night before, I pulled into the Palms parking lot on Flamingo, put the car in park, stayed there for at least two to three minutes, bringing in the gravity of it all, and then I went back home and I talked about it with my wife because we had to do shows and it was a breaking news story. And the one thing I got right on it, instantly, and it's not, I don't do this often in my life, but instantly at that moment, I knew the severity of it. For sports, at least. I'm not saying big picture, but sports, I knew that everything was going to change because we felt that with the NBA and Rudy Gobert, the Ivy League canceling, knowing that they were canceling conference tournaments and then the NCAA tournament. But the NBA, when the NBA said we're out, that's when you knew that it would affect everything else. And I remember driving up Flamingo back from the Palms to my home, thinking about Raiders, Raiders, Raiders. What does this mean to the Raiders and the opening of the stadium 
the construction of the stadium. How many times did we have Tommy White on, and we talked about the construction of the stadium, and they're still going forward. Businesses were eventually going to start shutting down completely. And it was a huge moment in the history of Las Vegas or wherever you're listening. And for sports, we were able to grind through it. And we, it was never a problem with football because Tom Brady free agency was massive. It's always massive. The draft, we were supposed to have it in Vegas. It gets postponed. So that was a national news story. But they went on with the draft, Roger Goodell, virtually. So we had that to look forward to. But overall, everything got decimated. Everything got wiped out. There were points where I was on the radio at night on Sirius XM. I was doing 8 to midnight. Now I'm doing 7 to 10. And I love being on at night, as you know. Love it. And there were nights I had to do four hours of radio, and there wasn't a game. All the topics were, every single topic was, this just canceled, or what's about to cancel next, and it's not coming back. And then that got unique. That was going on for like two or three months. But there was always this breaking news feel in the background that, hey, this was bigger than sports. We have to cover it as a breaking news story, more as a news story instead of sports talk radio. And I jumped right into that. And then all the interviews that we did on the topic of coronavirus and sports, I can't even count how many. And then the killing of George Floyd. Then the summer. What happened this past summer with social injustice and everybody that wanted to speak about it, our guests, all of our listeners, and everybody who had to have an opinion on this, we started listening more. And that happened the entire year of coronavirus inside the coronavirus sports bubble so it was demanding mentally physically a lot of people get what i'm talking about and to go through sports radio and then we launched this station so this station gets launched the flagship for the raiders really proud to be a part of that in a small way everybody behind the scenes from the team and lotus broadcasting and then we got to the point in our building here at lotus where we couldn't come in anymore and that hurt because everybody here in this building, it's a vibrant place to see our coworkers. Different shifts. You usually see the people you just see on your shift or when you're in the building. And I was in the building twice a day for this show or my night show, and then that was out. And then Bobby and I have worked together since 1996. I take the studio home, and Bobby's grinding every day going in the studio to do all the hard work and get the show set up technically. And that all happened this year. We had to do shows at home in a completely different environment than a radio station. And then all the other stuff on the side with the Raiders, with game day, working with Eric Allen, going into the building, home and on the road, the same building with no one there, and all the events we were able to do. We filmed TV shows there, did radio shows, game day broadcast, got to sit behind Brent Musburger and Lincoln Kennedy the entire year, and work with Dave and Sam Sniff, the engineer and producer on site who are longtime friends, and just see that whole background of seeing a major sport, the NFL, in front of no fans against all of those great teams. The schedule was amazing. The Raiders had this insane schedule of all these A-list games, and no one could go to that. And I got a chance to see that close up, and I hope to never see that again. So what am I getting to? I'm getting to the one anniversary, which it's not an anniversary. It's more like a milestone based on something really negative that happened in society. A lot of people lost their lives. A lot of good people here in Vegas and our listeners all over in the Raider Nation 
lost family members or were affected because you lost people in your community that you knew very well, friends and coworkers. So everybody has been touched by COVID. And then the economic impact for those who lost jobs or in between jobs as you try to help others. And that's the last thing I want to say on this before we get back to more of the sports is everybody who helped each other out. We have people on from Opportunity Village, Three Square. We do coaches versus cancer this time of year more than anything. But all of you out there who helped out, you checked in on people, you went to their homes, you got them food, you did whatever you could to help them out along the way, you should be rewarded. The great listeners to our station who hear us, who went out of their way to help others in a year that's one of the most important years of our lives. And we tie it into sports. And it was a long, long 365 days. I'm very grateful and I'm very encouraged about what's going to happen next. As we're coming out of this, and I've always said Vegas is going to lead the way. From the airport to entertainment to hospitality to all the travel that we bring into this community. We're going to do it right. We're going to do it bigger and bolder. And it's starting now. Not at the level of Texas or Mississippi or other states. Every state's going to do their own thing. That's for a different type of sports talk show. But what, where we're at today is that thanks to everyone who came together, helped out, who listened, and helped me get through this year just talking on the radio. Because without the audience and without the callers and all the guests, we wouldn't have been able to do it. As we continue right here, Raider Nation Radio, it's the exit week for Trent Brown. Oh, I wrote that in my journal. Yes, I journal, and I wrote that in the journal for this week in my big black planner that I have uh, from from Wednesday through Friday, uh, writing down Trent Brown and his exit as the Raiders got to get going here. And I'm highly encouraged with all the players that were let go over the last couple of days that the Raiders are going to have plenty to sign fairly in free agency before the draft and bring in a lot of really good players to try to keep this thing rolling in a positive direction and win playoff games. More changes on the Chiefs' offensive line. Starting center Austin Ryder will hit free agency, according to Tom Paralicero. He just put this out moments ago with Eric Fisher and Mitchell Schwartz cut today. Patrick Mahomes' protection is set to look at least 60% different in 2021 which could be the same thing for Derek Carr and the Raiders, but Incognito didn't play much at all. He was injured. Trent Brown wasn't available, so they traded him. And Gabe Jackson was very good, very good. And I think you can replace Gabe. Wish he would come back at a cheaper price, but if you get Kyle Long, if you get someone who could be better or a guy who was just released over the last couple of days, uh, Tom Cable and the Raiders are going to spend some time in that war room talking about the offensive line. Maybe a mid-round draft pick on the offensive line, too. But I think you all believe that the Raiders, when they get players, Romanowski was great. If you missed it, Romanowski kicked off our show. And Romo talked about they need defensive players to come in now who are proven, who are going to be either Hall of Famers or Pro Bowlers. they got to find that guy, and it's hard. But there's so many players that were released throughout the NFL over the last 48 hours that the Raiders are going to have their choice if they can recruit them. And why wouldn't you play for the Raiders? If you're a Raider fan, you've got to defend the fort. You've got to be the one saying, hey, man, you want to come here? We have a brand-new stadium, a brand-new practice facility, no state taxes, an historic franchise, legendary franchise. You've got to come here. You've got to play with the Raiders over playing for Cincinnati, Jacksonville, Detroit, whoever it is. You're done. You come to the Raiders. We want you here. 
and they've never played. No new player who's coming has ever played a Raider game in front of fans. So they're going to experience something that's going to be a tidal wave of energy. The fans that I've been talking to have been going on the stadium tours. Stadium tours are open, and PSL holders who have gone are coming out of it saying it's incredible. They couldn't believe how amazing the stadium was. And we're not talking an open house or a concert yet where everybody can walk wherever they want. We're just talking about the tours for the PSL, and fans are going nuts because they love what they're seeing. Well, that's got to be pitched to the players, and the players got to be aware of this. But Kansas City and New Orleans, two of the best teams in football over the last, what would you say, three or four years? Mahomes and Drew Brees, both of those teams are losing an alarming amount of players who are getting cut to free agency. And they've both been very good, and they've been trying to reload every year. And now the salary cap is catching up to them. Uh, News out of Houston today with Deshaun Watson. Texans coach David Culley. Remember him? Yeah, that's the new head coach. He said, we are very committed to Deshaun as our quarterback. He's our quarterback. He's the only guy we got under contract at this time right now. Watson has requested a trade. Less than six months after signing a four-year, $156 million contract extension that goes all the way through 2025. His request came after the quarterback was unhappy with the process used by the team to hire the new GM, Nick Casario, and it hasn't gotten better. Watson has a no-trade clause, but given the length of his contract and the possibility of franchise tagging him for three years, the Texans could choose not to trade him and would have control. Get, get, get this. They'd have control of Watson's rights through the 2028 season. Four years plus two franchise tags. And we know that's not going to happen. The quarterback has all the power in these negotiations, especially if he's great and he says he's not going to play anymore. And that's where we are. So the biggest name potentially is obviously not a free agent, but the biggest name in the sport available is Deshaun Watson, and no one's gotten close to making a deal there. Uh, Richard Sherman or Kyle Long? I'd like to open it up to the Raider fans, 702-365-9200. I know some will say both, but if you had to choose between Richard Sherman and Kyle Long, which Raider would you rather see the bigger offer to? Let me know about that because offers are coming, I believe. 702-365-9200. And the Bills, the Bills let go of a couple of really good players. You might remember the Bills were better than the Raiders last year, beat the Raiders in Vegas and played in the AFC Championship game. They released wide receiver John Brown, defensive lineman Quinton Jefferson. They're losing players here, and some of these players are not coming back for less money. So that's going to be interesting to me. Kansas City and Buffalo, they played in the AFC Championship. They're both better than the Raiders, period, on paper, and they're losing a lot of players in the last 14 hours. Forget about 48 hours. Would the Raiders want any of these players? We'll get into that. Uh, Coming up next, Johnny Katz will join us, and we'll get into him about what's happening. He's got a lot of positive news. That's why we would text him, good friend. We'll get to him in a bit. Stoner Dude, we got the new track on the new album, Bong. How are you, my friend? Yeah, Yeah, man. I've been, uh, you know, you're always talking about, especially today, about how this past year, you know, we've been just kind of doing what we can to get by. And, you know, I just want to tell you, JT, I'm, 
I'm just thankful for, for you and what you do. And just basically just the fact that I've had football to listen to and to watch all season long, to have some familiarity while we, while all our lives are in disarray. You know, mm-hmm. I moved to the, to uh, Vegas because I'm a professional drummer. That's what I do for a living. And I haven't gigged for a year, JT. Can yeah. you imagine that? I go to concerts every day. That's my life. But I think it's coming back. There's a lot to look forward to. As far as Raiders go, you know, you just brought up Richard Sherman, Kyle Long. I want them both, but, you know, we always love our legacy. So, you know, anytime you can mention Howie Long and, of course, a great pro bowler and Kyle Long, a potential comeback, that's something I probably would lean towards. But I do want both. And lastly, JT, I want to talk about the free agent situation. You know, I don't know who we're going to get a defensive tackle now. Um, you know, J.J. Watt's gone. Uh, Leonard Williams re-signed with the big blue wrecking crew, New York football giants, so he's out of the picture. A couple guys out there, Dalvin Tomlinson, Daquan Jones. I mm-hmm. don't know who they're going to go for, but we definitely need to get that defensive tackle going in the free agency. Thanks a lot for having me on, J.T. You got it, buddy. Good to hear from you. And I was just going to say before we wrap up the call, we lost Ricky this year of Ricky's in San Leandro. Ricky Ricardo passed away during COVID. And I wasn't able to go attend the funeral, but we did a tribute show for him, which is one of the proudest shows we've done in the last 365 days, where we were here most of the days, trying to take a little mental break here for a few weeks in the offseason schedule-wise before we get back into it again. It was a really busy year last year because the Raiders came here. And the radio station was busy, I was busy, and now we're looking for better times ahead because we're going to get to see each other. We're going to be able to do remotes. We're going to be able to get out in public and do things at the stadium and some other special things we're working on, which I'm excited about. Oh, very quickly, uh, Virgin Hotels. Virgin Hotels opens the old Hard Rock. That opens February, excuse me, March 25th, and I'll be the first radio show in there that following Friday. So on the 26th, we're doing a remote from Virgin Hotels. you got to see it. I've been able to tour it. It's mind-blowing what they did. I love the Hard Rock. I met my wife at the Center Bar at the Hard Rock. At the Stones. I love the Hard Rock. The Hard Rock is gone. Virgin Hotels now takes its place, and it is incredible. You won't believe the sight lines. You won't believe the open air. You won't believe what they're doing. And I was honored when they said, hey, we want you to open it up and come in. So I'm going to be staying there. I'm going to be partying there. I'm going to be doing the show there this month which fires me up. That makes me feel like Vegas is opening up. We'll talk about that with Johnny Katz uh, coming up here on the other side. 702-365-9200. As we welcomed in Bell Solar yesterday. How cool was that? We have Bell Solar now, a proud partner of the show. They're hiring. I'll give you all the details coming up here in the coming weeks. We're thrilled to have Bell Solar. I don't know if you're making that decision on going solar. You probably should out here. You won't believe what it'll do to save your bill and help with energy in town. This hiatus will be most likely um, at least 30 days. I mean, it, and we don't know enough, as you've all said, to be more specific than that, but we wanted to give direction to our players and teams and to our fans that this is going to be roughly at least a month. That was Adam Silver last year to the day on the cancellation of the NBA 365 days ago. How about that? JT, back with you, brought to you by Remy Martin. Remy Martin wants to remind you that when you and your friends are celebrating your bracket wins, 
Make sure you celebrate with a Remy Martin cognac. Remy Martin VSOP 1738 and XO are all teamed up for excellence. Are you? Remy Martin team up for excellence responsibly. John Katzalamidis joins us. Johnny Katz of the Review Journal. And Katz, it's one year for sports, but it feels like a lot longer for whatever reason for entertainment and concerts and all the shows that we like to go to. Are you encouraged today? Uh, yeah, I am. Yeah, it's good to be with you again, JT. I am encouraged. You know, I think we're seeing, uh, you know, we're at least we've changed the trajectory of what's been going on in the last year, you know, pretty recently. We At least we're moving in the right direction. And uh, I'm getting a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of information coming in that um, live entertainment is uh, returning um, effectively and safely and in a way that can uh, can put a lot of people back to work in Las Vegas. So I think the next uh, month or so is going to be a, a lot of activity in that direction. One thing that jumped out at me in the local media here is is the fact that we're going to see life is beautiful again. And it's mm-hmm. parked out in September and my kids are in that demographic. Everyone's in that demographic to go out to that tremendous event that's been up and running for a long time. What do you know on that front and how big they want to go? The lineup, Billy Eilish, the front runners in that lineup are really big and several days of entertainment, exactly what Vegas needs, but it's far out in the future from now. Yeah, they're they're going for it. The dates are September 17th through the 19th, and the scale is going to be what we've gotten used to with Life is Beautiful since it launched in uh, in 2013. It's going to take over the footprint of downtown Las Vegas, and they're going on the uh, expectation that we're going to continue to improve uh, and and be able to, to have mass gatherings safely and improve the safety uh, of these events. So, um, you know, Billie Eilish is, is a big deal. We have Green Day is going to headline mm-hmm. this show. These are the types of, sh- of acts that um, we're used to seeing in the in the past. A lot of a lot of my friends in the entertainment industry are saying we see all these names, we don't know any of them. That's not the point, folks. <laughs> it's like it's going on, and until further notice, this is going to be um, a, a major festival in Las Vegas. And and the life uh, life is beautiful will show that life will be different by September. That's what they're counting on. But it's a, that's a major piece of news, and, and the scale of this especially is very important. It's a great message for the city to the rest of the country that we are uh, going to be doing what Vegas does best, and that's put a lot of people together and, and, uh, and have a good time. The podcast is incredible. you got to listen to that. Johnny Katz joins us from the Review Journal. And we talked about Derek Stevens opening up Circa. We've been down there a bunch uh, mm-hmm. over the pandemic, and they're opening. Now Boz gets an opportunity to open up Virgin Hotels, and we both know that footprint and that property, where it came from out of the hard rock. Uh, talk w- what we should know about it. I'll be there hosting the show the day after the grand opening. I know everybody in town is rooting for that property to do well. Yeah, we've been, you know, as we've talked about before, my feeling on um, on uh, Virgin Hotels Las Vegas is it's, uh, it, whether they planned it or not, they're opening at a good time. Their, their yeah. timing for this is right. Uh, they've got a great Mexican restaurant. We were just writing about the uh, reopening of Hakkasan over at MGM. Hakkasan's uh, running um, a Mexican place that's going to open at the end of the month. Uh, our friends, uh, the Mortons, have their steakhouse that's going to be that are mm. it's going to be coming online at the end of the month too. That's going to be you know gold standard. Uh, and I'm interested in uh, what they're going to be doing with the joint, of course, the old facility that's going to be, now be called the theater at uh, Virgin Hotels until they get a corporate sponsor, and also the uh, the old vinyl space there. Um, that uh, the the big room is going to be partnered with AEG Live, so they're going to have major headliners there at Virgin Hotels Las Vegas. So they're going to be a major player in terms of hospitality, their convention business, their live entertainment, uh, all of their amenities. 
are going to be uh, right in line with everything that we've, all the, the great uh, resources we've seen open on the strip over the past year. So I'm really eager to see it. I'm going to be there the, as you are at the end of the month. And I'm, you know, probably for three days, I'm going to be uh, stuck to that place. So I'm eager to see it open. Well, I have a reservation at one opening night in a room, so maybe we mm-hmm. can do the podcast from my room or your suite and do a pod, right? <laughs> that would be fun, wouldn't it? I'll have the remote unit with me, and I'll talk to, I'll talk to you wherever you are, JT. I'll find you. <laughs> hey, what about uh, what about Jabberwockies back? MGM, good to see another big show. Uh, kids love it. Uh, travelers love it when they come to town, and again, they want to be out there in front and start entertaining. Tell me about that. Yeah, interesting. They're opening, reopening tonight, and it's an inter- I've been following the Jabberwockies for well, for more than ten years since they reopened, or since they opened here. And their reopening mm-hmm. is interesting because they're going to be inside the MGM Grand Garden Arena, uh, playing to 500 people, which they're allowed to do in a 17,000 seat facility. Now, I saw them when they reopened in November, and they they can pull this off because they curtain off and, and shut down the rest the rest of the arena except mm-hmm. for a couple of sections where they socially distance the crowd. When I thought it was 250, it'll be double that now. But uh, yeah, they're going to be. It's a full scale uh, dance production show. It's got comedy in it. It's it, they're fun to watch. They're distinctive because of the, their masked look. They have a following now. They have a multi generational mm-hmm. following. If you've been following them since the, the, the mid 2000s when they were on. Uh, on America's Got Talent. And uh, that's a production show that's figured out a way to do it. They're, the capacity of that room is uh, about 150 more than their normal theater at the MGM Grand, so they're actually playing to a larger crowd than they normally would be. And it's a fun show. It's, it's a really, really fun show. It's, it's got a, a lot of uh, comedy in it, and those guys are precise as dancers. So that's coming back. Um, yeah, that's coming back tonight for the foreseeable future at MGM Grand. John Katsalamidis joins us at Johnny Katz, K-A-T-S, a must-follow if you're doing anything, especially in Vegas, especially for our audience on Raider Nation Radio in Oakland, the Bay Area, around the country, streaming the Raider fans. If you want to know what's happening in this town the weekend you're coming out for a football game or any other time coming up as Vegas is opening, we have him on often. You know, I'm really happy you made time for me today because we've been through a lot together as friends and we know a lot of similar people. And this town Mm -hmm. got hit hard because of tourism and entertainment. And you know a lot of people and some who moved away from the market, others that have had difficult times finding new work. And I hope that this is the beginning of something big because it seems like this town is on edge, ready to explode when it comes to entertainment. We just need these capacities to increase with the governor, the decision makers, so we can go from 500 to 1,000. The Golden Knights can go from 2,500 to 5 to 10. Mm-hmm. Bill Foley told me he wants a sellout by the playoffs. And that'll happen if everything goes along and, and no one gets sick and this town can handle it, right? Yeah, that's exactly what I've been hearing, and we talked to a lot of the same people. It's, it's a lot about uh, about the variants, about how the virus, you know, morphs, and if we, if we can keep ahead of that. But if we can, um, yeah, there are certain indicators. The Golden Knights being one. Uh, look for Cirque du Soleil to come back in July when they they're going to put O back on stage first. Uh, that's a major. That's the predominant production company in Las Vegas with uh, you know five shows on the strip. So they're going to be back in business. That's a that's a big indicator. Their Blue Man Group is are probably going to come back even before that over at the Luxor. So you know we're looking at those types of uh, you know the arena or the uh, theater shows, the headliners. You know we just had the Scorpions move from May of this year to March of next year. They were going to be at Zappos Theaters, but the Usher residency is opening in July at the Coliseum, and that's an important mm-hmm. one. 
Um, and right now, JP, wow. I'm working on a, a story right now that t- talks about entertainment. I was just t- looking up the shows that are you can buy a ticket for right now. These are ticketed shows in Las Vegas. You, you can buy tickets for. There are more than thirty right now in Las Vegas. You can where you can buy a ticket and go to see. And that's a, a, a for a regular city. That's a pretty big number. You put that number in Lo- in London or Sacramento, California, or anywhere else. That's a lot. So we're we're uh, we're coming back. We're already we're we're seeing a lot of entertainment coming back, and we're going to continue to see it uh, as long as uh, we can stay ahead of the science and <laughs> Mother mm-hmm. Nature. You know that's the big question. Well, what's what's amazing with the timing of our conversation is the governor, Governor Sisolak, as we speak, is getting vaccinated. Now I'm looking at the stream; they just put it out, and I, I don't want to talk about people pri- people's private issues, their health and their vaccinations. That's their own business. But you talk to a lot of people. Are you excited that Vegas is handling that well? There's enough vaccine. People are able to get it as these portals are opening up and more and more people get qualified for their vaccine. Yeah, I am. You know, I got vaccinated myself on Tuesday. And, uh, you know, as being in media, I'm a, we're considered essential workers. And, and uh, you know, my, obviously the, my people uh, at my company are interested in me being protected because I'm out so much. But I went to the Las Vegas Convention Center and uh, I was in and out of there in less than uh, less than 40 minutes. And that includes the wait time. And I got the Pfizer vaccine. And uh, it was it was very uh, I'm almost completely painless. And, uh, you know, I have to say, I encourage anybody to, to follow the science and get protected. And I see the, the governor's doing that. I was just on the phone yesterday with the, I happen to be working on a story about Car- uh, Carlos Santana, who's plan- planning to come back to, uh, to House of Blues. And yes. he's getting the Moderna shot uh, himself, um, he told me, you know, soon so he can be protected. You know, I'm talking to all these people who are uh, either planning to be vaccinated or have been vaccinated. And uh, they know that that's the... You know, as they say, we're going to have to shoot, take shots, shoot our way out of it. And um, but I, I think that the numbers reflect that this is this has been effective. You know, I, I, I do believe in it. Yeah, I'm really excited. I think we're coming through and we're I'm very optimistic about everything that's going to happen in town. And you're telling the stories that we need to hear. Thanks for coming on radio. It's a big day. I wanted to reach out to you and get some optimism about the future in Vegas. And you always deliver. Thank you. Thank you, JT, and I'll, uh, I'll talk to you anytime you want to. You got it. Johnny Katz, appreciate him coming on. As You'll catch him in the Review Journal, his podcast. He has a really good podcast, and hopefully we'll do something for the opening of Virgin Hotels coming up here at the end of the month. And you get an opportunity to start going out more if you get vaccinated, and we're hearing some great stories about that throughout Vegas. Coming up next, we're going to talk to Michael Thompson from the Lakers broadcast, former two-time world champion for the Lakers. Former top pick in the NBA draft, a guy I haven't spoke to. It's got to be over a year, or when the I don't remember talking to him when the Lakers were in the bubble, winning their ring. Uh, the father of Clay and two other sons who are elite athletes. So we'll catch up with Michael as the Lakers will relaunch tomorrow, and the NBA is coming out of their All Star break right here on Raider Nation Radio. Jokic. He tweaked his ankle too. And he's limping uh, by the basket stanchion behind it. 
JT back with you as we continue on. That was the Anthony Davis injury. What a week we've had this week talking to all these college basketball coaches. We appreciate their time. Thanks again to Coaches versus Cancer, X's and O's, a success for setting up all of those interviews. For both shows, I've interviewed seven D1 coaches. And my last interview of the week, we found out we could get him on today. Michael Thompson, kind enough to join us. The great analyst for the Lakers, the two-time NBA champion for the Lakers and the former first overall pick of the NBA draft. Michael, good to talk to you again. I hope you're doing well. Yeah, doing well, man. I'm tired of this all-star break. Time to get back to work. Let's go. Especially you, a radio lifer after a brilliant career as a player, a great father and husband. You want to get back. You want to communicate on the radio, on the broadcast, and talk about this world championship team trying to defend their title. Yeah, you bet, man. I'm, I uh, love what I do. I can't believe they paid me to get on there and cover basketball, talk basketball, eat and drink basketball. I could do it all day long, whether I was getting paid or not. So I'm very blessed to be in this position, and I cannot wait to get back to work. I know players love to have the break, and they deserve it after a long season and the first half of a hectic play and the interruptions with the COVID and all that stuff. So I'm sure guys are anxious to get back to work and get back to the routine. Michael, before we get into the Lakers, more about you. How many broadcasts has it been for you, roughly? Has someone been charting the number, or have you have? You've been doing this at a high level for a long time. Yeah, since uh, before. Let's see. I started. I retired in 92. That's right, 1992. That, that's a different century ago. Yeah. And uh, I got into it with the Vancouver Grizzlies. That's how long I've been doing this. So, yeah, I'm just blessed that God has kept me healthy and uh, the Lakers have wanted to keep me around all this time, so I am so blessed and so thankful and so grateful to be able to do this. Well, you're part of the family. You're a family member of the Lakers and the NBA. Michael, does it feel like an exact year? This is the exact year moment when sports shut down due to COVID, and you're a broadcaster. It affected you, but the team you work for won a world championship. What's the big-picture year been like for you and your family? Well, like everybody, the whole world had to adjust and uh, had to battle and deal with this virus and try to stay safe as possible. And thank God most of us have, and we feel for the ones that weren't able to survive it or had to had to suffer through it. Uh, but, yeah, it's been a, obviously a big distraction and disruption for the whole world, not just the NBA. And now we're just thankful that uh, we can start getting similar, somewhat back to normal with fans starting to creep back in slowly into the buildings and the guys being able to get back out there starting in December to uh, start uh, defending their championship. And uh, God bless, give them uh, good health, and I think that they will. Michael, I'm assuming you believe, like everyone, when Anthony Davis comes back, he's got to come back at 100%. The Lakers are reloaded and still the favorite to win the title. No question about it, man. Anthony Davis, to me, is the second best player in the world now. Obviously, people in Philadelphia might argue with that, the way Joel Embiid's playing this year. Joel Embiid just might be the best player in the world right now, the way he's playing. But Anthony Davis is definitely in the top three when he's healthy. And when him and LeBron are healthy and they've got these solid veterans around them and behind them, I don't see anybody beating them, even though the Lakers are going to have some tough competition to get there out of the West and to get back and, and beat Brooklyn in the finals. Michael Thompson joins us. Hey, Michael, when you see LeBron in real time, when you're in the building live, and the more you do this in the future, paint a picture for our audience of how big and strong he is like a freight train comparable to the players you played against. You played in an amazing era with a lot of big, strong guys who attacked the rim. Give me a comparison. I I said this before. I tweeted this out the other day. 
I said that LeBron James in the open court, going from end to end with the basketball in his hands, that's the third most unstoppable offensive play in basketball history. And he said, well, what's one and two? And I said, obviously, it was Kareem Skyhook. Even Will Chamberlain couldn't stop that. And number two was trying to stop or prevent Shaq from dunking. You ever see anybody try to black block Shaq's dunk? I never saw that. Anybody even <laughs> attempt to do that. And then LeBron in the open court, with his speed, his size, his athleticism, his skills, there's nothing you can do with that guy. And when you put together the five most unstoppable players to ever play this game, obviously you think of Kareem, Michael Jordan, you think of Wilt, probably I would put Kevin Durant in there, and LeBron. Mm-hmm. And, of course, if you want to throw Kobe in that mix, you can throw him in there too. But LeBron is definitely in that group. He is unstoppable. What about moving without the basketball? What do you see from him from a passing perspective? The criticism early in his career that he passed it off too much to players who aren't as good as some of the players he's had throughout his career in Miami and now the Lakers, and now how he maybe shoots more or takes bigger shots, especially threes that he's knocking down more than ever. You know, people who said in this early in his career that he passed too much or he passed it off too much are idiots. Oh, I guess I shouldn't say that out loud. Probably maybe clueless. Because he always made the right play. If he was double teamed or he was crowded and the teammate was open, give it to the teammate. Didn't we see Michael Jordan do that with Steve Kerr and John Paxson? When he couldn't uh, get the shot off, he gave it to a teammate and had the faith that that teammate would knock the shot down. That's the way LeBron's magic did it. Magic was one of the greatest passers ever. And LeBron James is one of the three or four greatest passers ever. So LeBron James is one of the smartest players to ever play this game and always made the right play. And anybody who criticizes him just don't understand basketball as far as I'm concerned. Michael Thompson as the Lakers get underway tomorrow. Michael, as we wrap this up, I got to get two. I got to get two big ones in with you. First, your overall theory of load management and how that's evolved over the last couple of years. Throw in COVID. Where do you stand on load management, considering the price of what these players are paid on a nightly basis? I hate it, hate it, hate it. I cannot stand it. Um, I played in this league for many years, average thirty-eight minutes a game. Now I know I'm not LeBron James wow. or Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan, but I had to listen. What hurts you the most? And I keep trying to tell people this: the games don't make you tired. It's what you do between games that makes you tired. And the NBA has done a much better job in maintaining players' health now by lessening practice time. Practice time between games was what wore us out in the '70s and '80s. Not being able to have those days off. Now players have days off. They practice less, maybe an hour or two, even uh, an hour and a half less than they did in the past. The practices aren't as strenuous, which is a good thing because the games keep you in shape. So when players sit out when they're healthy, I can't stand up because Michael Jordan never did it. Kobe never did it. Uh, Magic Johnson never did it. You could go right down the list of all the greats, all the legends, all the icons that have played in this game before. None of those guys practice load management because they understood they had a responsibility to the fans and to their teams to play every night if healthy. And that's, that's the way I feel about it. If you want to rest, rest the day after. Or if you are blowing out a team, take your star out and make sure he can take the fourth quarter off. That's how you manage load management. Michael Thompson, and what do you think of a player like Drummond Aldridge or Blake Griffin being healthy and being parked and then going to a better team because their current team doesn't want to give them a buyout and they don't want him to get injured before a trade. This really bothers me, especially with Aldridge, if he goes to a great team. What does it say to the smaller markets, Michael, and the other teams that can't compete with the Lakers or the elite teams out there? 
That does not bother me at all. It's a player's okay. prerogative. A team, if a team wants to protect a player because he's on a trade market and they want to sit him out while they're working on a trade, that's okay. Uh, they're trying to make sure the guy doesn't get hurt before they pull off a trade. So I, I don't mind that so much. And if a guy wants to better himself, just like you and me, if we want to go in a different place and get a better opportunity and a different job, we're free to do it. We try to do it, so why can't a player do it? They're the same type of employees as we are, as anyone listening to us right now in their respective profession. It's just that they are, have a high profile and a highly paid job, but that doesn't give uh, take away their rights to say, you know what, I think I can do better at a different job. So let me exercise my options, talk to my team to see if they would agree to either buy me out or release me to allow me to go play somewhere else or to go work somewhere else. We all do that. We've all done that in our careers, no matter what we do. Michael, last one, the legacy of Jeannie Buss. You go back a long way with her dad, her family. She's the owner of the Lakers. Tell us one thing on the way out on how her legacy is evolving as an owner, especially with the recent championship. To me, Dr. Buss is the greatest team owner in team sports in America, and regardless of the sport. And she learned at his feet. Uh, she was in his office. He was passing down his knowledge to her, and she's putting his knowledge into practice right now as, we see, as we're seeing it. Jeannie is a, a, an excellent owner. She, she surrounded herself with uh, excellent people at Rob Palenka and Linda and Kurt Rambis and uh, other advisors in the office. So she is definitely putting down her mark and, and uh, stamping her legacy as one of the better owners that this NBA has ever seen, regardless of gender. And uh, she's just getting started because she's a very young woman. Thank you, Michael. Continued great health. Thanks for doing this. Great catching up with you. Thank you. Always a good time. Love to, love to listen to you. Thank you. That's a nice compliment. Appreciate it, Michael Thompson. Well, that's been a while. Uh, nice that he ch- could check in and we could get him in before the top of the show. Really appreciate that. Brought to you by Bell Solar. If you're interested in applying for a sales position with Bell Solar, they have jobs. 702-979-1277. Call them. Get into solar. They have multiple jobs. They're our new partner, Bell Solar. 702-979-1277. Hey, Bobby, before we wrap it up, you're in the building. I'm at home. A uh, little concerned about the Golden Knights. That Minnesota Wild team was pretty good. Now they got St. Louis, who recently won a cup, staring them down. Everything good from a VGK perspective here? I don't know. We'll have to find out. I mean, like Ooh, I said before, you don't know. Nice you run the games. What do you mean you don't know? But when you got to play Minnesota and St. Louis, especially on the road, you got to win those games at playoff time. What do you mean you don't know? You run the games. You know more than all. You run the games. You go to breaks. You come out of breaks. I need to hear from you that it's going to be okay. This is a Stanley Cup winning team. Uh, the, the birth is in front of us. I can't have any hiccups here, Bobby. Okay, you want one positive bit of news? Robin <laughs> yes. Leonard is playing games right now with the Henderson Silver Knights. He should be back by next week. Wow. Okay. Because well, you got to get Flurry some rest. I mean, that poor guy's killing himself. Flurry's been unbelievable. And even in games where I cannot, every time he loses a game, one nothing. Or 2-1, my head pops. It's like if you take all those losses and turn them into wins where he did enough to win and they lose. My only criticism, as I say, with the Vegas Golden Knights is sometimes their goal scorers get quiet. It'll be Tuck for two weeks. Where's Marceau? Then it'll be Carlson. Where's Smith? Where, like, I want to see these guys get explosive again. 
Multiple and that's a valid point and- because if you look at yeah. the players they have right now, you've got guys like Marsha Show, Stone. They're the ones that are getting the goals. Uh, Shea Theodore's had three goals the yeah. entire year. And then you've got a lot of guys from the third and fourth lines. They've got one goal, two goals the entire season so yeah. far. Those are the guys that got to step it up. All right, so here's what we got lined up. March Madness is big. Uh, next week will be big. You'll hear a lot more of that. We pivoted. We're doing Raiders when there's Raiders. If not, i got to do a sports talk show. And we did a lot of Raiders this week with Trent Brown. We had Bill Romanowski on today, all the guests we had. And it, I, I was excited with what we covered with the Raiders because there was news. It was Trent Brown. He was the story. And we covered other sports. Next week, it's heavy Raiders because we're going to have our list and we're going to know exactly who's available in free agency. We're going to know what the Raiders can do in free agency. And then we're going to judge the sense of priority for Mike Mayock and John Gruden. Who do they have to get in? Who do they have to get in front of? Who has to accept the invitation for an offer quickly? Kind of like the Rose in The Bachelor. you got to figure out who's getting a Rose or not. Who's going to get an invitation to join the Raiders? Because we know they have cap space now. They let go of a lot of players. Many of them deserve to be let go. Now we got to know who they can get to replace them so the team could be better. Team can't be the same. It can't take a step back. It's got to get better. they got a lot of work to do because they got to put bodies in that building who are better than some of the players they have. And I'm really sold on the coaching. We talked a lot about that this week. Gus Bradley, hey, yeah, if you didn't get a chance to go see that, go to Raiders.com. Eric Allen, who we missed this week, we'll have him on next week, did a sit-down with Gus Bradley. And the whole interview was up and running. And Eric asked some really good questions inside the building about what needs to happen next. And there's a lot that needs to happen next. And we'll know more next week. And I'm confident, and I hope you are too, and I hope we can have some fun talking about it over the next couple of weeks. Bobby, great job this week. Thanks to everything, all the guests you got. One of our busiest weeks. One of our busiest weeks. And this is the one-year anniversary, I'll say it, of COVID in sports. I have a very special edition show tonight on Sirius XM 82 from 7 to 10. If you catch me at this time, catch me at night on Sirius XM. I think you'll like what we're doing up there, too. Have a great weekend, everybody, and keep listening to Raider Nation Radio. Thanks to all of our partners, the brand new ones, and those who have been with me for years. We can't do a show without our proud partners. Thank you for the support. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a great day.